What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a peer review episode of the RXP podcast. Of course, friends of the show will know that our peer review segment is all about our review of movies, TV shows, and video games. This episode is all about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Matt, and I am joined by Tiffany. Hello, audience. So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I can't believe six episodes in, of course we had WandaVision, we had our peer review. Anybody who wants to hear that, go on our archives and and go find that episode. But uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's crazy that we we finally have this and phase four is in full effect. Um, Yes. So I thought I'd start off with just a very brief synopsis of what all went down. Of course, these are six episodes, about hour each. Um, it starts six months after the end of Endgame. Of course, um, maybe I should preface this first. If you haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier or haven't seen all of the MCU, spoilers are here. They are here. They're alive and well. If you haven't seen Endgame, what have you been doing with your life? But also, <laughs> come back to us. Go watch the MCU and come back to us. Yes. Spoiler-filled episode here. Okay. I gave a, a nice pregnant pause waiting for everybody to click off their podcast app. So, spoiler time. All right. It starts off, of course, six months ago, Captain America, old Cap, right, on the park bench, gives mm-hmm. his shield to Sam, our our dearly beloved Falcon. Of course, he, at the start of this, as you guys have remembered, he kind of didn't know what to do with that shield. I feel like he had a lot of conflict of whether or not he could be in that shadow, he mm-hmm. decides to put it in some sort of Smithsonian or museum in D.C. Mm-hmm, they have this mm-hmm. nice little hurrah, hurrah. Flash forward, uh, we have another Captain America. It's John Walker. He's this new Captain America. He's this white guy, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, um, just a regular dude. He goes on, like, GMA, Good Morning America, and, like, does all these interviews Basically, you know. Well, he's is, not just a regular dude. He's a, a bona fide military guy. Yeah, he's got like what? Like three accolades. medals of honor or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like he meets the part. But the thing is, he doesn't have this special serum or anything. He's just a normal a normal guy. An average no G.I. Joe, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so, of course, it, it kind of goes between Bucky and Sam. Uh, Sam is kind of dealing with things down in Louisiana. Bucky is, I don't know, did they say where Bucky was? I know he was. I got the feeling that he was maybe in New York okay. or like Boston. You know, just a city, like an urban yeah. city because of, yeah. You know. yeah. So he was having like Saki with his pal who's like 70, 80 years old. Yeah. When I first saw that scene, I was like, did he know him in the war? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like I was yeah. like, who's this guy? Yeah. Um, so basically, you find out that Bucky is basically trying to right all of his wrongs. He has a bunch of flashbacks. Turns out he killed this guy's grandson. I called it or, when I saw it. Was I it his grandson it. or his son? It was his son. It was his son. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, he kind of saw it coming. Um, but Bucky kind of has all this grief and all this regret. He's kind of dealing with this. Sam, on the other end, is basically figuring out what his life is after Endgame. Um, And it kind of fast forward to Europe, I believe, 
where there's this military terrorist group called the Flag Smashers. They're like stealing stuff from banks, um, doing all kind of mayhem. And they basically have this super serum within them. So they're like super bad guys, basically. Super soldiers, yep. Super soldiers, yeah. So John Walker, now as Captain America, kind of goes after these. He has, you know, some clashes with Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. Um, and to find the leader of the Flag Smashers, uh, Bucky releases Zemo, which I love because Zemo... I don't know. I I love Zemo in this in these six episodes. He was so good, like way different than I expected him to. He kind of has I? that like he he like has that Hannibal Lecter feel to him, right? Okay. Like yeah. he's behind glass, but like he's like very very content with where very he's at. Intellectual. Very intellectual. Um, basically, they break him out. Bad for them, I guess, but um, they still did it. They go to this awesome city called Madripoor, which it's like, it basically looks right out of cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a cool neon lit city and they, you know, do their things. I think over maybe episode three or four, um, they run into Sharon Carter, who basically has been on the run since before the blip. So about like five and a half years before all this. Yeah. She's been on the run. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we figured out that she's been there, which Madripoor is basically just a place to harbor bad guys. Lawless, <laughs> a lawless world. Yeah. She's just like sniping people with no regard for anything. It's just crazy. Um, but we started hearing murmurs, a little ghost story about this guy called the power broker. You know, he like figures out that they're there. He's, of course, not happy with the Flag Smashers because they stole all of his serum. Mm-hmm, it turns out mm-hmm. the power broker's been, like, dealing this serum to people. Anyway, fast forward. Uh, Zemo, of course, is thin um, as they continue to go for the Flag Smashers. We get some cameos. Uh, Wakanda warriors are after Zemo because he killed, you know, T'Chaka back in Civil War. Yeah, the Dora Milaje are here to whoop some ass. Yeah. Um... So it goes on, and I can't even remember exactly what else happened, (laughs) except for Zemo officially goes to the raft at the end. They find the Flag Smashers. John Walker goes crazy and kills one of the Flag Smashers in, like, the most gruesome way that I've seen in the MCU. Yeah, but that's in response to watching his best friend get accidentally murdered by a different Flag Smasher. Because, you know, their strength. They didn't right. like, notice their strength and, like, just throw him against a pillar. And he yeah. died. So he went, he went crazy. He went ape. Yes. Blood dripping off of the cap the shield. shield. That never my life. very crazy. Caught my um, breath. His his buddy's name was what Battlestar or something yes. very stupid. Yeah, it's I mean his it's from the his comic code but... name is Battlestar. His actual yeah. name was Lamar Hoskins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess. Oh, I forgot to really mention. Um, there were some sections with Isaiah Bradley being mentioned, uh, because Isaiah Bradley was an African American that was injected with the serum and then done tests on him. Um, so basically, kind of showed a big racial divide about how. Um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, that we know, turned into this bonafide hero. And then Isaiah Bradley, in the same breath, was kind of uh, not treated well and, and kind of tortured and uh, 
experimented on and it kind of showed um, there was a lot of things that we can go into later um, between him and Falcon, uh, which were really, really awesome, um, I thought. Uh, basically, it ends up with John Walker getting court-martialed because he went, you know, rampage all along. Bucky and Sam are growing his camaraderie. Um, ends up, last episode, which was the finale, Sam takes up the mantle of Captain America, has this sweet new wings because he lost his wings uh, due to John Walker. And he has sweet new rings. He has a shield. And basically, they save the day. Spoilers. You know. Who who would have thought they would have saved the day? Um, there's a ton of details we left out in just that brief synopsis. But that's basically what happened. Um, with the final little bit and after credit scene showing that the power broker is Sharon Carter. Um, which was a surprise. Um, not a surprise to some. Um, but it was a surprise to me, um, because I didn't know if they would just go for that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a surprise to me too. And to be honest, I was left meh about it. Well, we'll talk about that because I really do want to discuss some of the potentials that it could have been. Um, but first I just want to get your thoughts, Tiffany, six episodes. What did you feel? I very much enjoyed my time with the falcon and the winter soldier i thought it was a great show once again marvel studios has showed me that with great storytelling i can love i can fall in love with anyone matt right let's just let's just put it there walked into this show with a lot of heart for bucky barnes Mm -hmm. not so much for sam wilson i was like okay you're a cool character but we'll see how this goes end of it i'm a huge fan of our new captain america Mm -hmm. and yeah and Winter and Bucky. Bucky was always there. Um, I love the splatterings of cameos throughout the show. I loved seeing Rhodey at mm-hmm. the Smithsonian when um, Sam was giving up the shield. I loved seeing the Dora Milaje, you know, show up in response to hearing that Zemo was released from the from prison. I loved seeing. I mean, I liked seeing Sharon Carter in the show and finding out what happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I do understand her motivations to becoming the power broker because her country just left her in the dust because she aided quote unquote wannabe criminals at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, the Avengers, but they, you know, the Avengers are just beloved. They came back and saved the earth. You know what I mean? And she didn't get that same treatment. Mm -hmm. And she, you mentioned she hasn't seen her family since she was like put on the blacklist. Um, so like, I kind of understand that at the same time, I'm not a huge fan of her being the power broker. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, loved all the cameos, loved the storytelling, loved the arc that Sam Wilson got from, you know, I'm not going to say zero to hero, but I'm going to say like, hero. I mean, hero to Avenger level hero. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, he's always been an Avenger, but like, I mean, like A-list Avenger now, not mm-hmm. the B team, if you will. And then I loved Bucky's emotional growth and like acceptance of, I guess, his Winter Soldier name. I mean, I was kind of hoping that or when I saw the title card at the very end, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I almost was like, well, I mean, like, I kind of got the vibe that he accepted his title, quote unquote, as a Winter Soldier. But, like, it would have been cool if it was, like, Captain America and Bucky or something. Like, you know, I don't yeah. I don't know that I'm going to explain it right. But 
I feel like that Bucky also had a lot of growth. So, it, you know, just the visual of not seeing some growth in his name change was kind of interesting. But yeah, recommend. I mean, like I was like super into the show and I loved it. And there were some parts that were surprising and some parts that could have used a little bit of work. Overall, yeah. though, great experience. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think I, I talked about and maybe I talked on either WandaVision's peer review or maybe just one of the one of our main episodes. I talked about what I was worried that this TV show would go. I kind of like painted out a picture of what I thought was going to happen. I thought this was going to be a buddy cop movie basically stretched over six episodes and, okay and i'm i'm happy that it wasn't you know they they had some kind of like bickerings in the first couple episodes which were fine and i'm happy that it turned into something different and that it really didn't turn about you know these two guys that didn't like each other um you know and turn into friends which they did but i feel like they grew so much stronger because they grew separately like sam wilson grew up to be Captain America. And he had to accept that mantle that he was given at the end of Endgame. In the same way that you just said, Bucky had to accept that he was the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Like he was going at it all the wrong way. Yeah. And when he has that moment with his friend where he goes to his apartment at the very end of the last episode, he's like, hey, your son was murdered by the Winter Soldier. I am the Winter Soldier. I feel like that acceptance of kind of he needed to be kept accountable for his actions in the past. And I like that it didn't show like the guy saying it's okay. You know, right. like, you know, it just, it, it just yeah. showed him walking away. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that's not how you ask for forgiveness. It's not about like what you can get in return mm-hmm. that satisfaction. It's, it's just making sure that you're, you're being real. And so I, I think they grew up, separately in their own silos which made them a better team and i was worried that they were just going to grow as a team if that makes any sense at all yeah it does i understand what you're saying like you know you want them as a duo forever versus like now they're separate you know like if if only bucky shows up in like the hawkeye show or something like we shouldn't mm-hmm. like fuss about it right because you know yeah. in in their own right they're their own people yeah because it doesn't they're both avengers and yes. I'm excited to see where they go from here in the yep. next Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing you you kind of brushed up on, and I really want to take some time to talk about this, is Sharon Carter as the power broker. You said you kind of were a little bit mad about it, and I completely agree. If in your own perfect world, where did you expect the power broker to be, and who did you want the power broker to be? So I have mixed feelings about, like, quote-unquote, the big bad of the show in the sense of like I walked into the last episode I legitimately was like why I hope it's not Sharon but I wonder Mm -hmm. would I be more upset that they introduced a rando in the last 50 minutes to be like haha fellas I'm Mm -hmm. the power broker you know twirly mustache kind of dude like someone you'd never even seen on the side kind of thing would Mm -hmm. I be more mad at that or would I be more mad that it's some other character that I've seen that I just never thought about well Mm -hmm. when I watched it and I saw that it was Sharon I was like really like I mean at least it wasn't the whole 
I'm going to introduce this rando and then move on with the show, right? To like kind of make it an even bigger cliffhanger. Because what I love about this and WandaVision is that they're encapsulated stories. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to just drag me on season to season or like look at or like, you know, look at me. I, I, I gave this little tidbit and now you got to wait till the movie that comes out in four years that is mm-hmm. going to tie up loose ends. You know what I mean? So I appreciate the storytelling as it is right now. And the reason why I'm meh about Sharon is that it just like, I like kind of understand her motivations, but I still don't really, I don't really understand I guess like when you have to have your character develop off screen so much, Mm -hmm. there's kind of a problem in that, in my opinion, you know, you don't see the growth that they went through and I'm not going to lie. This isn't my own opinion, but it did light a light bulb for me that I, you know, because after I watch the show, I watch a couple other influencers, YouTubers, podcasters discuss the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone mentioned that, it didn't make sense to them that Sharon was a power broker because she kind of like for every step she was helping Sam and Bucky, she was hurting herself. Mm -hmm. Like if she like, she's, she got rid of the, the super serum. Like she's the reason they got rid of the super serum. And that was her biggest thing to get. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, she got rid of all of her merchandise. Exactly. Unless like, and she said at the end that like, you know, now she has like all these government secrets, but yes. I feel like super serum is so rare and you finally got somebody that could make it and then you basically bring them like you, over to, to kill him. Yeah. You brought over <laughs> Sam and Zemo and Bucky. You introduced them to the guy who recreated the super soldier serum and now he's gone and now you don't have your mm-hmm. merch and now you're like, like, yeah. So th- obviously like that's not. Like, I didn't even put that together (laughs) until Mm. someone pointed that out to me. But yeah, so that kind of stuff, like, that's why I didn't, like, it even fortified why I didn't care for it. I knew it, Mm -hmm. you know, Matt, I knew it deep down. I I was going to get there eventually. I was going to pick up the pieces. We we talked the night before this released. Yeah. And we both were like, "Uh, as long as it's not Sharon Carter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And of course it is. Yeah. but the problem with it is that she didn't turn into a Thanos. You know, she didn't turn into someone that I hate. She didn't turn into, like, even someone that I can see the slow burn happening. And I think that it's going to take a few movies, potentially a couple years, before we start seeing kind of the ramifications of her actions. Or mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. her to even get seen into the light. Because she is a bad guy. Like, she is a criminal. And you have to think that the Avengers will have a problem with her eventually. And so I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. And I just, it was a little bit not satisfying. Um, Because I I was kind of hoping for uh, Zola to kind of get raised from the dead. You know, for him Mm -hmm. to be in his robot body. You just basically, you know, see this boardroom. And you see someone, like, slam a phone. Like, the phone, like, says something that, you know, something bad happened. He slams the phone down. And then You're the chair swivels. You're over here talking about landlines. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you know, you know like, whatever. Um, You know, he swivels. And then you just see, like, this robot with Zola's face on it. Like, I, I think that would have been a cool 
or even some of the villains that kind of didn't get as much light. But, hey, it's their decision. And, you know, MCU, I trust them. They're playing chess over here. You know, we're trying to play checkers. And they're, they're, yeah. they're three steps ahead. They've, they've got Phase 4 already mapped out, so I'm sure it's going to have some cool tie-ins. So I guess from here, because I feel like a lot of people's criticisms is that, you know, this is a show that may or may not do well in the, like, the finale. Like, they have to wrap up the story, right? They have right. to stamp and say, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, done. WandaVision, done. Do you think both of these WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier tied up all the loose ends well? Or do you think that one did it better than the other? What's your general view on the WandaVision versus Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. So, you know, I'm first going to disclaimer, obviously, like, you know, apples to oranges situation here. But in terms of storytelling, I think they both did a very good job. Um, I think that WandaVision story, cl- like, closed their story well, you know, well, and then, or well enough, and then also created a couple tidbits of curiosities that make me interested in knowing what happens to them. Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm, you know, did the same thing. It told Sam's story, mm-hmm. it told Bucky's story, it told a good story, and now there are things that I'm very curious about for the future. Obviously, curious about the power mm-hmm. broker, how she's going to fit into all this. I'm curious about Captain America, our new our new Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know, what is he going to do? I'm curious about mm-hmm. what Bucky's going to do. Like like you said, Matt, mm-hmm. they are friends. They're actually friends now. You know, they're more than coworkers, but are they going to be partners? Like, are they going to be buds or like, are they each going to do their own thing? Like, I'm curious about that. Hell, I'm curious about Sarah's like new restaurant business or something or whatever she's going to be doing. Sam's sister, <laughs> like their yeah. boats fixed. They had a party. I actually really like that scene to have a little bit too. of a, a, a little, a nice tie in, you know, he's Captain America now. So everyone's like, oh, let's. Like, I want to go have a photo shoot with him. You know, I get it. It's very real. I feel like that's super real. Let's cash in on this, right? Like, let's cash in on the fact that I'm Cap. I'm Cap now. Um, So, yeah, I think the story wrapped up pretty nicely. And I think that, you know, if they come out with a season two of Captain Mm -hmm. America and the you know, newly called Captain America and Winter Soldier, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, You know, you were the one that ended up telling me that Captain America 4 is has basically been hinted at or rather I don't know that want to say confirmed but like essentially they've hired writers like oh, yeah. the, the head story writer for Falcon and Winter Soldier is writing for Captain America 4 now yep. and I, and I love it officially in development which is officially awesome. in development okay yeah so yeah I thought the stories like ended well what do you think Matt I think I think I agree. I think people are kind of being nitpicky after years, after twenty three movies, right? Mm-hmm. Or just, yeah. Was, you know, they have two to three hours. I feel like MCU is really good at kind of finishing a movie, but TV is such a different space. And I feel like this is these are how TV shows finish seasons. Like these finales is how things go. Right. And so I think people might be nitpicking a little bit because I thought it it did fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think I may have even preferred Falcon and the Winter Soldier just okay. because um, how much more impactful it was. 
Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, you know, when we talk about WandaVision, and this is a question that, you know, I haven't told you about and didn't prep you um, because I want to see what your immediate thought is. WandaVision, we talked a little bit how WandaVision's theme was grief and how to overcome grief. Yes. What would you say is the theme of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I would, oh gosh, I think I might say like self-confidence or confidence okay. maybe. Uh, you know, we see the journey for Sam in the beginning, mm-hmm. like very, like he essentially is like, you know what? I got to give up the shield. It's it's not for me or like I can't I can't be Steve Rogers. That's mm-hmm. essentially what he decided. And even on Bucky's side, he's he's like I'm still a monster. Like to him, mm-hmm. he's worried that he's going to revert back at any time. He doesn't know um well, I don't want to say that he's going to revert back at any time, but he's just really his past is dragging him down and keeping him like very depressed, right? You know, yeah. he's still sleeping on the floor. He is has to go to therapy, doesn't open up. Side note, I love the therapist and I love all those interactions. <laughs> um, but you see Sam grow into himself and come to realize that he isn't going to be Steve Rogers, but he can mm-hmm. be Captain America. Yeah. And you see Bucky throughout the show, you know, questioning Steve's belief in him, you know, because he has that one line that's like, if he was wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about me. Right. So that was really, I was really touched by that. And I felt his pain. And, you know, he Mm -hmm. was very, like, confused and tortured about it and, like, hated seeing someone else with the shield. And he's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's alone now, too. He doesn't, like, his family isn't around. Steve, his best friend is gone. Literally, he's a man at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see him like fight for a cause again and kind of return back to society, say all of his sorries and goodbyes or like, you know, apologies to the people that he's wronged in his past and just move on. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I also think that you may have even answered this question at the very beginning. I think maybe the theme could be acceptance, acceptance that, you know, Bucky is the Winter Soldier. We mm-hmm. already brushed up on that. I think also the even bigger way to, to say this acceptance is Sam turning into Captain America. Because mm-hmm. I feel like because he didn't have that confidence, he couldn't accept the fact that a black man could be Captain America. Yeah. And, you know, his his speech in the last episode was oh so my powerful. God. I cried. Yeah. Like, I, it is so emotional because it's so real in America today. And I feel like it's very poignant because he's basically saying, even now, you know, people look at me like in disgust that a black man could be Captain America is basically what he's insinuating. And he said, I don't care. I don't care because I'm going to fight for this country in the same way that Steve did, but as my own Captain America, as me being Captain America. And I I think that acceptance, because he was willing to accept himself as someone that doesn't have to live in someone else's shadow, but be his own man. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this, see the guy. One of my favorite lines in the whole thing was the guy in the crowd was like, that's Black Falcon. No, wait, that's that's my Captain America. Like, that's yeah. Captain America. And, and that transformation from the first 
episode where he just feels like he can't use that shield. He can't even like be with it. He can't even keep it. To yeah. the last episode where he's utilizing that shield as if it was just a part of him. That yeah. helicopter chase sequence oh my gosh. was awesome. I, I loved uh, it. it. It's honestly one of the best moments in the whole MCU is some of those moves that he he was utilizing the shield. And it became him because he was accepting that mantle. And I think a lot of it goes to, you know, Isaiah Bradley, like all of those interactions with him. Oh my him. gosh, that storyline really yeah. moved me too. Like I teared up when Isaiah saw his his little part of the exhibit in the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Like I have to really applaud Marvel for really going with those stories because I was so uncomfortable during the scene when Sam and Bucky are arguing in the Baltimore mm-hmm. streets and then the police show up. And I just was like, no, like, I hate that this is real. I hate that I know that this happens. I hate that I'm watching it right now. Like, it made me so uncomfortable and so sad. But they they did it. And I love that Isaiah finally has his moment in history in the Mm -hmm. show. It's just... I I think that's an acceptance of the past, too. Yeah. Like, acceptance of his part of the story. His part of the story is awful. And it shouldn't have happened. But it's Agreed. an acceptance of what happened. Yeah. And I, so I think that's what theme kind of comes to my mind. Um, but it was all very touching. And it made me uncomfortable. Almost every episode, something was making me uncomfortable. And a guy that I follow, um, he's part of um, Kind of Funny's ex-cast, Paris Lilly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, as an African-American man himself, he basically was saying, you know, after the first couple episodes, he's like, if you feel uncomfortable, that's good. That's where we should be. You know, like the moment we don't feel uncomfortable in those situations, we're missing the point. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, while we, I enjoyed this for the action, um, I really think that this was just came at a perfect time um, in kind of where we're at as society, where we're at specifically in America. Uh, I just really quite enjoyed it. Um, but overall, Falcon and Winter Soldier, very happy with it excited to see where it goes um my thoughts is you know i think even beyond the power broker the one character that i'm most excited to see what happens is contessa valentina allegra de fontaine um yeah (laughs) i had i have it put up on my (laughs) computer because i was like i'm gonna mess this name up yeah for real Um, i know nothing about her like like in general, like in terms of the comics and stuff, I've heard people throw around the name Madam Hydra. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, it's the Contessa. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I'm here for the ride. You know, I had no idea who she was, but she basically is more of an evil Nick Fury. Or gray um, Nick Fury, maybe? Yeah, like maybe. More of a gray, like moral gray area. Right. And it looks like, you know, with John Walker turning into the US agent at the end. I could definitely see her kind of having her own little suicide squad, her own Marvel suicide squad. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hoping they would tease a little bit more than just the U.S. agent, but I'm sure that this is something that's going to happen in phase four. Um, And so I'm excited to see it. What are your thoughts on what could be next? So I'm so now that I know that there's a Captain America foreign development, I'm, Mm. you know, but that sounds like it's super early. So I don't know that I can necessarily count on that, but I'm curious if we're going to see some Contessa or U.S. agent in Hawkeye 
And I'm mm. also curious if we're going to see them in Armor Wars. So mm. I'm, I just, you know, obviously Marvel trying to blur the lines here with Disney Plus streaming show versus movie and film. And they're doing a lot of crossover. They're keeping all the characters consistent if possible. But I just don't know if, you know, this threat is a, AKA like, you know, TV threat or movie level threat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm going to keep an open mind on it, but I'm just curious to see, like, I think they're going to, I'm really leaning towards they're going to pop up more Disney streaming, like, mm-hmm. vibe. So I feel like that's kind of where it's going to go there. Yeah, I, because I almost wonder, because I feel like the timing of this series was different with Black Widow. Yeah, being postponed. I don't know if Contessa would have come up in Black Widow. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... I heard a rumor about that. I think it would make sense if Contessa is kind of in the post-credit scenes of Black Widow somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it almost seemed like we were supposed to know who she was. That's, like, when she sat down and she, like, started talking, it was like, this doesn't feel like this is supposed to be the first time we're, we're... meeting this person so i almost wonder if if she was supposed to be first meeting you in black widow Uh um but we'll see i i think i think it could be cool i i was kind of hoping that maybe the raft would have a little bit more significance like zemo when they went to the raft to see zemo basically happy (laughs) that his butler had a car bomb placed on (laughs) you know the remaining flag smashers yeah i was kind of hoping that zemo would be meeting somebody else in on the raft like right. maybe he was like brushing shoulders with any any of the villains that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I think it's significant that he got sent to the raft. I don't think it's the end of Daniel Brule being. Is that how you say his last name, Brule? I'm not sure. We'll that go with sounds, it. That sounds. Good. <laughs> um, I hope it's not the end of of his character because I loved him. I thought he was great. Um, I know I talked a little bit about. Um, maybe Sokovia, you know, all the nations being rewritten during the blip. Right. Um, whether or not this could lead to Dr. Doom with Fantastic Four, which we know is happening, you know, with his, you know, made up country that has to be around somehow. Like maybe this is it. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's so many, it left it very broad and I, there wasn't any clear thing that's next. So I'm, right. I'm pretty excited for that. So, Matt, what was your opinion about John Walker as a character? Because I've heard some rumblings online that they thought his story was kind of wrapped up abruptly. Like, Mm -hmm. we saw him murder someone, and then we see him court-martialed, and now he's, like, U.S. agent. So I feel like this is another thing that we talked about with WandaVision. Like, Wanda did unspeakable things to these people and then the final episode she just like walks on the street like sup guys like how are my nightmares (laughs) and then yeah she apologizes to one person yeah and then flies away i i think this is kind of all the things that led up to you know um civil war you know like these un- I guess, contested forces, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I I wonder if something, because of all these things happening, it's just going to be like, well, Wanda did all these things 
John Walker did these things, like just another piece in the puzzle to say, like, we need to get a hold of this, these Avengers. Um, and I don't know what that looks like, but I, I do think that he needed some fleshing out. I didn't like how buddy he was with Bucky At and Sam. End. Yeah. Like you just saw this guy murder him to get the shield. You yeah, had they... to break his arm. Yes. To, to peel the shield from him. His, it yeah. was very Thanos-like how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like two episodes later, they're like jogging underground, like jogging, like this weird jog, like to figure out where these guys are. It just felt weird. Like I feel like he was supposed to, like his internal struggle of like, picking the bus full of people versus killing the leader of the flag smashers. I feel like it was supposed to be more poignant, but it just kind of was lost on me. I thought he did a fine job as the character. Mm-hmm. I hate that character, but yeah. I, I think that, yeah. I think that um, Wyatt Russell did, did a good job. Right? Yeah. Great job. Um, I hope this is not the end because I, I feel like it's almost a waste of a character. And I don't think it will be. I mean, considering I think, now that he's super soldier, mm-hmm. like U.S. agent, he's super soldier John Walker. Like it has to, he's got to be involved with stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think for me, one of the things that may might have helped me a little bit better is that the montage in episode five when Sam Wilson is training mm-hmm. to like you know learn how to throw the shield and catch the shield and all that stuff. Like, was that over a week? Was that over a month? Was that two days? Like, you know, like the timeline for that confused me a bit. And so, you know, if you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it has to be early enough where John Walker still feels like rage for his best friend dying Mm -hmm. and him making his little janky shield. But it also needs to be long enough that it's realistic that Sam got good. With yeah. the shield. You know what I mean? So that vagueness in time really confused me a bit. But overall, like, yes, maybe his, like, John Walker's, you know, initial reason for being in New York was, like, to murder the murderer of his best friend. Mm-hmm. And he ended up picking the right side. Because, you know, he he was a good person, before his friend got murdered. You know what I mean? Like, he served his country. He cared about people. He's married, for crying out loud. Like, he's a good person. He was just a rage machine. And then when he took the serum, it just took out that fault and and made him the fault even bigger. Yeah. And I think that just points at, like, what Captain America, what Steve Rogers was like, that he was more of this pure character. Um, And so... Yeah, John Walker, he's he's kind of a, a mess up. I, I do agree with you. I like that they took their time with Sam training because I feel like a ton of times it's like, oh, you get this shield and then you're automatically good at it. Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Like, it's, like I can barely throw a Frisbee now. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. if I was him, like, I, it would take me months. Yeah. For I mean, also, I thought the whole point of the shield was that a super soldier was throwing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so like even when John Walker got it, I was like, wait, what's his deal? Like, he's not special. Like, you know, in the in the early on. And then mm-hmm. later we see Sam really struggle with it. So I was like, oh, so I guess you're just you don't have to be just super strong. It's just something that you just throw. Mm-hmm. And like it's vibranium. So it knocks people out because of 
physics or doesn't obey the law of physics as peter parker once said um but yeah kind of mixed feelings on john walker but i'm excited to see him again maybe get Mm -hmm. flushed out a little bit better yeah i i think there's going to be some opportunities for him to turn into a more of an interesting character i think Mm -hmm. he was very he turned into more of a one-sided character as soon as he got the serum which was unfortunate Mm -hmm. uh but hey you got six episodes i get it yeah he was more memorable than the flag smashers i'll give him that oh yeah which were very bland terrorist group yeah you know don't call them terrorists matt they're justice fighters freedom fighters whatever sure yeah you're right (laughs) Um, which I think a lot of the reason why the Flag Smashers were so bland is because I was reading, you know, some articles that the main story of the Flag Smashers was during a pandemic and like they were stealing vaccines. And so they had to rewrite all of these things because of course we probably shouldn't be talking about a pandemic during a <laughs> pandemic. Um, so like, I guess that's why maybe some things didn't seem like they hit as much in the flag smashers um it'd be interesting to get like the the feige cut of uh <laughs> the flag smashers to see you <laughs> but like the 2020 the the late 2019 cut of, yeah exactly um but maybe that had something to do with it so last question my favorite question to ask rxp recommended experiences would you recommend this experience of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I would 100% recommend. I even slipped up and almost said I would recommend this in the middle of the episode. <laughs> I when I was like, dang it. I wasn't supposed to say anything. But I would, I recommend this show. Six hours, tight storytelling, meaty episodes. Like I wasn't, you know, they're around 50 to 60 minutes. Um, I wasn't like, dang it i mean i was like dang it sometimes when the episode cut because i was just like give me more now but Mm -hmm. i thought you know solid storytelling and i care more about sam wilson i like this new kid named torres which i'm like where you where'd you go torres like in the second half of the show i was like come back i hope he shows up again i'm sure i hope because in the comics apparently he turns into the next falcon and he did get left with with um sam's janky wings after they were like mutilated he kind of just was like he left in front of torres and was like peace uh so i love bucky barnes so much i love i'm sad his days with his therapist are over a lot of great character moments 100 percent recommend the falcon and the winter soldier couldn't agree more uh, I, I too recommend this experience. I think that it was a great story, a great ride. I was sad every episode they ended. I was like, I could use another 50 minutes, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, it did develop the characters, both Bucky and Sam, I think completely got developed. And really, one thing we didn't even touch on, Bucky kind of between the Winter Soldier and this show kind of him and what his rehab was like when he was in Wakanda. It kind of yeah. went into all of those yeah, things. Yeah. Um, he was titled White Wolf, which is like a prestigious uh, title in Wakanda. So like, I feel like there's so much more they can go down that path and I'm excited to see where it is. I think this is going to be really important. I think that this show, of course, like Sam is Captain America now. So I feel like if you're a fan of MCU, you kind of have to watch this and I'm happy you have to because it's great. Um, I think it was uh, very well done. 
um, one thing that kind of should point you to how much these characters developed. Um, Tiffany, Alex, and I, we were playing Avengers one night, and I don't remember who posed the question. Was it Alex? He said, like, who do you want to come next? Or maybe, I don't know, one of us posed that question. Like, who do you want to be added to the Avengers? Like, what superhero do you want added to the Avengers? And we kind of struggled with the question for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was like on the pipeline with the different Avengers they're going to add to the game. You're like, which one do you want to add next? Yeah. Yeah. And we finally came to the conclusion that Falcon would be awesome. Because, one, he would play really well with how that game is. But honestly, the only reason that came to my mind was because this show made me care about the Falcon, mm-hmm. made me care about Captain America. And I am very excited to see where these go. I think, if anything, WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier showed me that they can take these B-list Avengers and make them top tier. Because the four Avengers I care most about right now <laughs> are Wanda, Vision, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so bummed we're going to have to wait so long for Loki. Yeah. Uh, But I am excited that we finally have a Disney premiere date for Black Widow. Yep. So can't wait. There's more Marvel coming. I'm I mean, what a time to be alive. I'm I literally (laughs) I know like this is wild, but I was joking with people that the only reason I get up every morning is was because we're one step closer to another episode from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you know, work has been a wild ride. You know, we're still in this pandemic. Matt and I work in a hospital. Like, it's just, it's just a lot. So Mm -hmm. I'm so pleased with having more and more Marvel stories. And I'm here for the ride. I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. But I think that concludes our peer review on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you have any comments or if you want to tell us what you loved or didn't love about Falcon Winter Soldier, hit us up on our Twitter at rxp underscore podcast or Gmail us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. On your left, everybody. See you next time.